Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. I'm not a good listener. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm not a good listener. It's built in my genes. <laughs> we can all agree on that. We're not good listeners. Uh, we do our best, but yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's just it's just not there. I think that's why me always gets mad at me. I'm like, wait, huh? What? I thought you said this. No, da 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 da. I'm like, oh. Dude, the shitty part about this situation is, it's like it, it's one sided because you don't really know if that's exactly what that person said or if you just didn't listen and maybe they're changing what they said. You know what I mean? Like they could say one thing, you hear them. And then you like repeat it and it's like, no, I actually said this. And it's like something different. It's like, fuck, like, I don't remember because I wasn't listening. The point who, is, who you knows? Have to listen. Maybe we've been, uh, we've been manipulated. The male race has been manipulated all these centuries. We have, bro. We have undoubtedly, we, we are undoubtedly stupider than women. There is so much scientific evidence to show that men are stupider than women and if you don't think so, just go out to a bar on a Saturday night and watch how the men act and watch how women act, bro. And you can tell you cannot tell me that women are dumber than men after witnessing a very, very drunk man and a very, very drunk woman. No, no, no. This is all you gotta do is see somebody get together with a woman and like what see how they progress in next in the next few months and they turn from like probably have underwear with holes on in them to now they got a brand new set of underwear, <laughs> brand new sets of underwear and David, <laughs> looking you, clean, clo- clean clothes. This is, this is the David story right here. This is before me. Uh, he wore oh, his no, clothes, no. his cargo pants or cargo shorts and his jeans with holes in them. that were too tight for him and got with me. Nah. And he's like, damn bro, maybe cargo shorts aren't in anymore. And then you start realizing stuff like, you know, moisturizer is good for you. And <laughs> bro, that was mind blowing to me. That was my latest one uh, with Lizzie was like the fact that you wash your face and you put moisturizer on when you go to bed. I was like, there's no fucking way like this is something nobody's taught me or again, maybe I just didn't listen. That's probably what it was. Somebody told me I just didn't listen, bro. Just didn't listen. I, I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> It's funny because I've noticed a lot of things that I feel like males do. Because I talk to other guys that are like in a relationship similar to mine. They're either married or whatnot. And I feel like we all go through the same thing. (laughs) It's like we're we're all in the same boat. We're all going through the same thing. Even though we're all like completely different women. We all go through the same thing, have the same struggles. And sometimes I just think like, what, what? What made us like this? Why why are we all the exact same once we get to a certain point in the relationship? <laughs> and why can we not live after a certain point in a relationship? Why can we not not why can we not live without women, but like how did we live before without them? <laughs> I don't know, you figure it out, bro. Like what's an example? You're talking about like doing dishes or something? Like I feel like I'm not like normal in that way. Like I I don't know. I was raised by my mom, so I have a lot of like, I guess, uh, feminine to the like, not qualities, but tendencies. If that makes sense. Okay, so for like, I'm very cleanly. Like that's that's I guess like most men you can say on average are not very cleanly. I'm very cleanly. I make my bed every day. I clean my room every day. I dust like that kind of shit. And organized. And I'm organized. Organized. And I would say that's. Technically, if we had to put it into those categories, which I don't like to, again, put that disclaimer out there, I would say that it is technically more a feminine characteristic than a ma- male characteristic or ma- masculine ca- characteristic. See, that w- that's what you would think, but that's not where I was really going with it because I feel like it's either it's just a characteristic just in general. Some like some girls are not clean. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't some mean are speaking cleaner than ge- I'm speaking yeah, in yeah. generalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for instance, all right, there's there's just some things that I do that I don't realize, and I don't know if it's just me. So for instance, a, a month and a half ago, I went to the Cove. I forgot to bring a towel. For those that don't know, the Cove is like a, a big old lazy river 
stuff like that. It's like that. a pool. It's like a pool. pool place. Yeah. yeah. Forgot to bring a towel. A friend from down the street let me borrow the towel and said, oh, just leave it in like when I was changing that day and showered and stuff. She's just like, oh, just leave it in the restroom and like let it dry and whatever. It's cool. <laughs> so it had sat there for about the whole month and a half, essentially. Jeez. <laughs> and they've been over multiple times, like multiple times. And I just never, you know, folded it up, gave it back or anything. And so the other day they were like, yo, is that the towel we let you borrow? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought, you know, like it, it was sitting there. Y'all saw it multiple times. You saw it multiple times. I just I don't know. And they're like, you know, she was like, you know, you could have just gave it back. You know, I was just like, I mean, I let it dry. And then you've been in the restroom multiple times and saw it. She's like, I thought you were still using it. I was like, no, I haven't used it in a month and a half. And I felt like that was one of those things where I was just like, I kind of just left it there. And I don't know if that's just me or like the male race. Yeah, the male race. (laughs) We just kind of like. We're just like, uh, whatever. Cause I know there's a lot of kind of situations like that where I just kind of like, uh, whatever. And me is just like, well, why didn't you pick that up? Or why? I was just like, I don't know. It just wasn't urgent enough. I guess it wasn't yeah. urgent enough. It wasn't like, <laughs> even though it's a very small task, it was, it just wasn't, wasn't bothering me or urgent enough. And I don't know if this is also maybe more on the Hispanic side because, you know, the males were kind of like, I mean, we're, we're mama's boys, essentially. Like, mama take care of us real good. And so, it, you know, when you grow your, your whole life used to that, it's just when you become an adult. You're not just you're just not accustomed like what, to what then? Like, what do they take care of? Like. Like what? Like are we oh. talking about like laundry, like dishes, like like what oh. else though? Because that's like normal. Like when you're an adult, like when my when I went to college, I I still have never taken my clothes back to my parents' house for them to wash it. Like that was like one of the big things where like, oh, you know, you'll take your clothes back, you'll show up with a garbage bag and your mom will wash your clothes. Like I never did that. So is is that what you're talking about? Or like when you when you left for college, did you have a cutoff at that point? You're like, okay, I need to start like cleaning and doing shit like to keep my house in order. I no, mean, I think he's talking about more like the not like well, I guess kind of the traditional thing, like the women thing, like you'll sit down and like she'll kind of like the mom will serve you. Like the guys kind of serve down at the table. Kinda of, kinda of like catered to them, but especially David. David was babied pretty well, so like it was like David's gonna sit down, gonna get his food. Damn near almost got the spoon and got it to his mouth. Don't your mom still do your laundry? Shut up, dog. Did you did you have chores growing up either, y'all? Did y'all have chores? Yeah. So, somewhat, yeah. What it's what up. kind of chores, David? Uh put the trash can out. Um, so take the trash out. Or t- or or pull the trash can down the driveway. Yeah. Which one? Uh, pull it. Just you just walked out there well, and would pull it down the driveway. Yeah, yeah, pull it down the driveway. That is not a chore. Um, according to my household, it was. The thing was, once I once my brother got old enough, I like put him in charge of all <laughs> all the chores. Um, let's see what else. Put the dishes in the dishwasher, or if the you dishwasher never, like, was the restroom. Oh, I know. Like no, I don't. I don't clean the restroom. No, I never clean the restroom. Did you ever vacuum? No, uh, my room sometimes. Sometimes, Did you like walk, walk the dogs. Oh no! So anything that required any sort of effort beyond probably sixty seconds, you didn't have to do. Yeah, that sounds right. about right. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that in my house, bro. I had to do actual chores. Like, did you ever help your dad with the lawn? <laughs> he Hell paid. Yeah. Some, he paid somebody to do the lawn. Okay. I actually like lawn days. Lawn days were fun. Did you ever have to wash your parents' car? Yep. Nope. Okay. What about like going to the store to pick up something for dinner that maybe your mom forgot, like a certain spice or something like that? Did you ever have to go do that? I don't even consider that a chore. Yeah. I mean, occasionally, but 
yeah, I don't consider it a chore. You didn't either. do shit when you grow up. You had a nice childhood. Don't talk to me about your. I grew up in the hood, bro. I, I mean, I did. You grew up in a two-story red brick house where your mom did everything for you. The hardest thing you had to do was pull the trash can down the damn driveway. It takes sixty seconds. <laughs> well, look. Okay. What? What? I mean, <laughs> Davis was a mama's boy. That's why. I'm a mama's oh. boy, but my mom made me do like do work. She made me. I know like, Alejandro is not talking up there, bro. I know it. That's he, all she does. Bro. That's the only thing, and it's it's because the last time I went, I, like I literally went to go drop off my clothes, like put a washer in, and then I went to go do work, and I came back like probably like three four hours after that, and my mom was like, "Hey, I washed it for you." I was like, "No, nah, you didn't have to do that." She was like, "No, it's okay. You don't know how to wash anyways." I was like, "Okay, whatever." So every time I take my clothes, she kind of just grabs the bag, and I'm just like, "Okay, whatever, cool." Then I just go do work or whatever. So it's pleasantly convenient. So up until so maybe only about like. A year or two ago, whenever you moved into the new house, she was cleaning your room too. So she was vacuuming because Kate's hair would go into like the living room and it kind of bothered her. But I would vacuum it like every other day because I had to vacuum my bed because Kate sleeps on my bed. So I had to vacuum it. But other than that, my bed, I just wash the sheets. No, Kate sheds a lot. And Kate sleeps on it. Like if I'm not there, Husky, what are you talking about? Sheds a lot. Yeah, but Willow's kind of like on the floor. Like, if I'm not there, Kate would go on the bed. You got to understand how big Kate is. I know the <laughs> legs are small, but that belly got a big old circumference. So that's more, that's more fur coming off that thing. That's more surface area. <laughs> no, goofy. No, goofy. So you didn't have to do any chores growing up. You never got a chores list. You never, like, parents were away, had to do something. Like, let me ask you this, David. Does Mia do all the laundry for, for y'all? No. Okay. Out of boy. I like that. What about the dishes? <laughs> Come on, bud. Who would you know mow I'll be the holding, lawn? You know I'll be holding down what? Who would mow the lawn? You or her? Like if, if you're oh. paid Oh yeah. That's a good one. If we if you wouldn't we do didn't it. pay if we didn't pay anybody? Or have to, like if you had a a yard. Uh, I, obviously I would have to do it, but I'm paying somebody first, you know what I'm saying? No story. I walked into his house, man, probably like well, a couple years ago, like whenever we started talking again. And I walk in there, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, Dave, you got a cool toolbox." And Mia goes, "No, that's mine." No, David, do you have a toolbox? I do not. You don't have a toolbox? No. I was my twenty second birthday. It's all I asked for. It's just like every tool I could ever possibly need. Best birthday gift I ever got from my parents. Yeah, now now ever since I started at Atmos, it like I've realized that like, you know, never had a toolbox, that would be nice. But I was already with Mia and she, she had she was gifted one. Uh um, That's hilarious. Mine his girl's toolbox. Shout out to her, to her stepdad. He just he gifted her with tools and drills and all the all the things you could possibly need, so I didn't really have to go out and uh ask for that i guess you could say um but yes it is her she got one before i did i just never had one and she if, uses it more i'm and telling she, you actually right now, i use it more now dude if you if you did the dishes you would be a just perfect picture of a stay-at-home i do do the dishes person. <laughs> okay well then you you are you are the essence of a stay-at-home dad like that's that's exactly what you are. Gold made. You're a uh, gold digging stay at home dad. <laughs> Love that. Gold digging. Woo. Whoa, whoa, well, let me ask whoa. you this. Are you going to work a job if you're a stay at home dad? Or are you going to like do arts and crafts with the kiddos? Depends. Uh, you're going to buy a lot of those, but not with your money. Buy a lot of what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the joke. Come on, bro. <laughs> Look. I don't know if y'all seen there's a new movie on Netflix called Me Time with Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. That's you. That's literally you. I I saw it. I saw the little trailer and I was like, bro, I need to watch this. This is uh You're sitting there with your notepad. You're you're taking stronger notes than you've ever taken for the podcast on that movie. You're sitting there like, damn, that's a great idea. That's a great line. I'm gonna use that line right there. That's a great line he used. So funny. 
I can see clearly now. But speaking of stay-at-home dad, uh, uh, I'm moving on Friday. Mm. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. It still hasn't hit me, honestly. <laughs> I still don't. I, I don't feel like. And it probably honestly won't hit me until the day of. Damn, you think so? You're not yeah. like. Is there any? Are you doing like a farewell tour? Are you like going out to your favorite restaurants? Like, you know, um, gonna do like, one walk around the campus one more time? Uh, not campus. No, I I I'd done plenty of walk arounds that campus. Um, I feel like I gotta have like a wa- like water burger before I go. Mm. I definitely. I don't know. Or you're going to miss a lot of stuff. You got to you got to take some time and think about it. You got to think about some stuff you got to hit because there's going to be a lot of stuff you got used to that is not going to be there in Tennessee. I mean, what do you all have any other recommendations? <laughs> I think Whataburger is a good start. I don't know if they have Chewy's up there, but maybe Chewy. they do. It's for me. It's all about people. It's like the people I see the environment I'm in. Like if I were in your place, like, I don't know, maybe if like, you know, the first like there's the Popeyes outside of town that I would go to because I remember I have a really good memory there. Or if I went to Chewy's and I had like a favorite table, I would sit out I'd go sit there and eat there. Like, I don't know if there was, um, I, I like walking around campus. You kind of shit on that. I like walking around campus. Like I'll go up there and I'll walk around like, you know, once a year or so, or like once every two years, and I'll just kind of like poke around for like 10 minutes and just like see if there's anything new going on and be on my way. But if it's hundred degrees, I understand, but, you know, take a 10 minute walk and just poke around. I spent a lot of time on that campus, dude. I love that campus. Love that oh, I campus. love it too. Don't get me wrong. I just, I mean, I've lived here for <laughs> however many years it's been now. So it's like, how many years has it been? I guess since I first got to AM, so 2014, eight years, eight man. years. Damn, it's, time flies. You're not going to miss a damn thing. Nothing. I mean, I'm going to miss it, man. I'm going to be like, it's going to be weird watching A&M on TV and I'm not like five minutes away from Kyle Field and all the madness. You know what I mean? It's that's it's going to be a little weird. Yeah. Um, I'll be up there a couple weeks. Let's see what else. Being on Eastern time is going to be weird. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what time for the podcast? And I have to mentally, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll adjust pretty quickly of like, Oh, y'all also, say you three. need to you need to make sure the the table's set for for when the wife gets home, bro. Stay at home dad type shit. Oh, she do still that. does the cooking. Don't don't get it twisted. I I ain't the chef. <laughs> hey, just just wait. She'll she'll buy you a little coupon or something for a cooking class, and that'll start it. Nope. It'll start the trajectory of you just doing all the at home stuff. I love that for you. I can't wait to to witness that life from afar. It'd be a very different mm-hmm. life than mine. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I don't like this. Uh, y'all coming at me like <laughs> I'm this stay at home dad. I mean, bro, you didn't I grow up doing chores. Be... When was the last time you did laundry, bro? When was the last time you did laundry? My laundry? Yeah, how big is that pile in your room? I mean, it's 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 not that big, but I think I'm close <laughs> to running out of underwear, so I do need to do it soon. I mean, I do do my own laundry. <laughs> I don't know who you think does my laundry <laughs> now. I don't, I don't know. No, I just know. I know some people that would have like their moms. I know your mom doesn't drive up, but moms drive up to college and do laundry for them. Like, that's how sad it gets, bro. That's, how wild is that, dude? It's crazy. Or like know, moms come I, up and clean the house. It's crazy. I know a couple off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sad, bro. It's sad. Um, mm. Let's get into some sports, though. It's not much going on, but I do want to talk about this Tom Brady thing because I feel like it's uh, I don't think it's really anything, but it's kind of fun to make it into something, you know, like it's just where everybody's kind of going nuts. Like, you know, what if it's something at home? So basically, all you need to know is that he had a press conference and he just said, you know, after his 11 day hiatus, you know, I'm 45 years old. There's just a lot of shit going on. It's basically what he said. It was just kind of and, and the way he looked, he kind of looked a little lost almost he just didn't look like tom brady he didn't have that aura i felt uh so w- what do we think like wild scenarios do you think 
I was talking, I was talking with my dad earlier and he said, what if, uh, what if he didn't run it by Giselle, the unretiring, like that could be something that they had something planned, the unretiring, you know, this whole thing. Cause that, that could be a very real possibility of, you know, said it was a lot of personal stuff. So I'm curious. I don't think it'll impact his football, but it's definitely an interesting topic. Well, he that does seem the rumors. That, that supposedly they were getting a, a divorce because like she, he was like well last year he was like it's gonna be my last year this is mm-hmm. it i want to spend time with the family and kids and then he retired and then he was like no i'm gonna come back and supposedly she gave him the ultimatum and i guess you're choosing football and supposedly you're getting a divorce and all this shit but is it tmz pull up the report or deadspin one of the two <laughs> pull up the divorce report I never root for divorce. As a child of divorce, I never root for it. I would love to see, though, this this report from some low-life beat reporter trying to make a name for himself. Hey, chill. Don't... Bro, remember they're making De- up De- shit. Remember when Deadspin? Everybody thought they were making up Manti Teo. Nah, those official detectives, man. Yeah, detectives, but then they spun it into him being gay. You finished that documentary, right? Yeah, but they didn't spin it into that. Did you watch that documentary? Ann? Yes. Oh, him. Yeah, he did. did. He t- he talked to us. He texted us about it. Would you? Uh, what'd you think? Let's, let's, yeah, let's let's go into that. That's more interesting. It's it's a little older now, but what do you think? What'd you think of it? It, it kind of makes you upset, just for the fact that he kind of kind of tried to dot the i's and cross the t's about like, hey, do you know her? Hey, do you know her? And like, you know, that one guy was like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've talked to her before. So it's kind of just like, mm. and then like the voice, the voicemails is kind of just like, how old is that dude on the Dr. Phil? Yeah. Now, to me, to me, there's no way that like Manti could have like really been like, well, maybe he could have been like, yeah, maybe not. But every time he had the doubt, homie came with the like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> some fire play bro <laughs> yeah, like every time like uh maybe maybe she's like unknown like do you know her yeah i know her and it's like no and then the picture the picture was bananas bro bro crazy right dude i was like sitting there like how did how, how did that happen how, how did he get that picture like what what's going on bro imagine for sure that's that's like now nah, that that's her for real that's it and it's crazy that the girl never knew like until somebody reached out crazy dude ruin that chick's life david what did you think man Tateo, man poor guy um i can only imagine how like because he was talking about i think towards the end when he went to go see a therapist he's like the therapist told him have you forgiven yourself and I was just like, damn, that's deep, bro. Because I can only imagine him being so mad at himself for falling for all this, for having it to where it is this sensation, this like that kind of took a life on its own. And I feel for the dude, man. I, I feel really bad. Like I said, he's a good, like I said last time, he's a good dude. He's a real good dude, and it just sucks that this had to happen to a really good dude. Would you, you uh, go for it? Oh, oh, I forgot his name. One of the guys that was with him at, at the Chargers, he was saying, like, because afterwards, you know, it came out, and then uh, he was on a podcast, and he was just like, man, I, I, I used to see him all the time in practice, and he was always just happy and all this stuff. I had no idea that, like, he was still kind of, like, fighting through all that. And it's crazy because you could just tell like that Manta is just like genuinely a really nice person, like a good person to hold that all in is insane, dude. It's insane. You just have to feel bad for him because he was like with the internal conflict and nobody around him knew that he was still like for those three years that he was at the Chargers. No, I don't know. It was, it was a fucked up like you finish watching that and you're just like, fuck this. Fuck that person so much. Yeah, what'd you what'd you think of that uh Naya? What'd you think of Naya at the end of it? What was your opinion on her? You just don't like her, you're just like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. I think that's it. Like, you're just like, no. It's just kinda like you could have 
done this with anybody else, literally anybody else, and no one cared. <laughs> true, that's so true. And Dude. it had to be, it had to be Manti. Why did you did you catch the did you catch that she didn't say sorry at all? Yeah, never, never. apologize. Did never. you catch that, David? I ranted on the last podcast about it, and David hadn't finished it yet. But do you understand my rant now? About like yes. I was sitting there. I was like, "This is she. She is a legit psychopath, bro. Legit psychopath. Like she had so many different characters, like in her head that she was running at one time. Insane. Legit psychopath. So, and I feel horrible for Manti, but he got remarried. His wife is uh, Ogali, as David would say. Ogali." For real? <laughs> oh, I didn't, yeah. Why didn't they mention that? <laughs> I don't know. Probably probably because people would start on Twitter, bro. Because like free. I, I wanted to. I was waiting for like, but he moved on. He moved forward yeah. today. He's better than ever. Happy, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't have that. So I thought this dude is still like depressed. See the therapist. I mean, he got a fresh haircut. He got a fresh fade. He looks better than he did before. Up, but like. Bro. But like, <laughs> I didn't see no kind of happy ending other than that. Like, it was just like my NFL dream went down the drain and uh, I just couldn't play the same anymore. And I was just like, the end. And I was like, damn. No, he had that speech at the end, bro. That speech gave me chills, dude. Oh, that the was... one about the one about uh, if all these people were to make fun of him, you know, it just he's going to be a good person for that one person that actually yeah. does, you know, look up. That's to wow. Or... Could you imagine like going and being in the NFL and being, you know, who he was at the time. And then people taking photos and just like laughing after the photos. Like when he, when he lined that, like laid that out, it's like, damn dude, that's, that's a lot of emotional trauma to be dealing with on a daily basis, man. Like think about we're in the middle of training, not training camp, but preseason and whatever's going on. And, you got fans everywhere. I mean, you're super accessible to players if you go out there. And I can't even imagine before the season would start how much shit he would hear going into the season. So I, I wonder if he still gets heckled to this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You think so? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. There's some there's some Notre Dame haters out there that, you know, it's really just people that are pissed off at their own lives. Right. Like they just they just. They can't find a channel to fix themselves, so they just yell at other people. It's kind of what Twitter is. But I just, I, I what about know. on the field? On the field, you think you think he gets on the field like other players? Yeah, nah, uh, I don't nah. think so. Yeah, I think you're crossing a line there. That's kind of like I don't know. I feel like you leave family and kids out of it because that's what you, I feel like you just do that. You Either know? way, he he plays linebacker, so it's not like he's like wide receiver or DB where you're constantly lined up against each other having to yeah talk shit against each other the whole game you know he's in there he you know he was playing middle linebacker so it's like he's worried about setting up the defense when he was playing even though he's not anymore yeah dude but that sad face that that documentary was a one dude a one and i just feel bad for manti i feel zero remorse or any anything for naya the person that you know just truly fucked up his entire life for selfish reasons i mean i man that's just really screwed up so um other thing i noticed this past this past week that was pretty screwed up moving on from anti do you see uh aaron donald Dual wielding Bengals helmets, bro. Did you see, did you see, this man dual wielding. <laughs> he, he said, "Miles Garrett, hold my helmet. I'm gonna pick up two more." <laughs> bro, that shit was wild. Did it, did he get any repercussions or any consequences for that? And no, 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 yeah. why would he? Plays for the Rams. Yeah. Why would he? Did you hear the big thump? Like, did you see the video? I saw you the hear, video. I didn't hear the thump. You hear like a thump, dude. That has to be the scariest thing ever. That's I think if I see an eighteen wheeler coming at me, I wouldn't be as scared as I'd like I would be if I see Aaron Donald with two helmets. That's a huge man. Yeah, he is massive. He used to train with knives, dude. Insane. Hard knocks, y'all been y'all been keeping up with hard knocks? It's pretty oh. good. Oh, dude, it's the best. 
I love it. And it's fun. And it's funny because you keep, you were talking about beforehand, man. I don't want to hear about this six round draft pick that da 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 bro. Rodrigo is my Rodrigo, favorite player, bro. bro. Rodrigo is no, I said, I don't want the people that are on the bubble. The defensive, the linebackers coach said in the first or second episode, like something to the effect of like, I don't want to start him but he is playing starter level. And that's not a guy that I was talking about in that, in that rant. I was talking about the people that are on the bubble. that aren't going to make it like the David Blau, that, that character like him, I want him to make the roster. I hope he does better, but that's kind of where like, I'm glad they only shed a little bit of light on him. There's no Jared Goff stuff yet. Zero Jared Goff stuff. And I'm really weird. It's weird to me. And you know, the, the, I want more on the running back room. The running back room there is pretty good. I like the running back room. I mean, you got so, a little bit, you know, kind of where the Deuce Staley is talking about how Swift isn't really, you know, he has the potential to be great, but he hasn't, he's just not really getting it. Um, I think they talked about it on the first or second episode. Yeah, I did see that. One, one of those. I mean, the Hutchin- Hutchinson, the Hutchinson sisters got a lot of camera time. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like the Hutchinson girls, I'm sorry, the mom too. Not oh, just golly. the sisters and the girls. They they got a lot of camera time, and I was just like, bruh, what is going Like, literally after about 10 minutes, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, legit, what is going on? <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> I mean, I, I just didn't know what, what the thought process was. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the Hutchinson girls here on camera. I think camera. you know the thought process. And the funny thing is, the dad is sitting right next to the mom, and, like, the dad isn't even in the cameras cut until like the very end the last 10 seconds the last 10 seconds like give me a good reason on why you would put him in the camera there to not make it so obvious what what obvious that hard knocks is trying to just three blondes in a suite bro you're trying to tell me camera on them that hard knocks bro come on bro (laughs) knock on wood if you're with me Uh, I do see it, but I don't fault him for it, man. Good camera times, good camera time. <laughs> it was just it, like I, I was like, okay. At first, I was like, all right, all right. Oh, and it just kept going. Little, little bit of uh, game action. All right, back to back to the girls. Five more minutes. All right, okay, <laughs> okay. But in, in fairness, them, bro, they do they do the other people. They do the wives and the families of the other people. Like they did the Amon. Uh, help me with his name. Amon Saint Brown. Brown. Dude, Amon Ross Saint didn't, Brown. All right, they didn't do. They didn't do it. No, they didn't do it like that. Like that, They didn't do it like that. But I mean, I, I, we all know why. I mean, I'm golly. pretty sure they have more camera time than Aiden Hutchinson actually has in Hard Knocks. False. So false incredibly false i don't know man i, I think it's a Your run job, for the money. alejandro for the rest of this podcast might be just to rewatch and count the minute <laughs> that is <laughs> so false it has to be at least four or five times the amount of camera time that aiden hutchinson has in comparison to his family you're acting like they took a whole damn episode of come on now i mean they they took up half an episode essentially no they didn't <laughs> that's bro. i remember that shit being long bro get your head out of the gutter come on now not true i remember that episode being super long and man i had a i had something else that came up in my head and then left we're talking about aaron donald though dual wielding is he gonna get a punishment for that no why why not though because it's aaron donald is it because of that or is it because it's preseason it's preseason i I think it's because it's preseason and i mean there's been like 20 other fights but nothing like that. Yeah, th- that might have been crossing the line, but it's preseason. We're just going to ignore it. You know what what did he say? No, there's no visual, clear visual evidence of uh, any wrongdoings. What are you talking about? There's a photo of him dual wielding <laughs> Bengals helmets. But and he's standing any- like a Spartan. <laughs> did, I mean, did he do anything with those helmets, though? Just because yes, he, he did. The there's a video. But it's it's a, there's a lot of mob going on, mobbing a lot of You're limbs, a lot of limbs, you know. Eight K video, come on now. Eight K, I think it was, uh, I think it was two sixty p. Two sixty p. I know. I'm saying you need an eight K video, I guess, in order to 
you know, I don't, I don't know. It'd be, probably be a fine, I would assume. I mean, he's not he's going to get suspended. I think that would be stupid, but like a fine. I think. I mean, least. if they haven't done anything by now, it's it's over with. It's over and done with. Did did the what did he say? Like, who was the player, and do you know what he said? I think they're trying to just keep everything just. No one, under- nothing. Yeah, just the, the video. The video came out, and then nothing ever happened. Nobody ever acknowledged yeah, it. Cool. It never happened. It's like the Yankees as- letter. <laughs> Ooh, didn't you know what's no, interesting? You know what's in- interesting? I don't know if y'all listened to this, uh, but I've been listening this past week pretty heavily uh, to the pivot with mm-hmm. um, Ryan Clark, Chan- uh, Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder. It's pretty. It, it's been pretty interesting because I've been listening to like T.O. Uh, Chad Johnson. Who else? I feel like there was somebody else in an A.B. Cause you know, I got a one time from one time, my boy AB, but it's been really interesting getting, um, just real interviews and questions, like just perspective of like, what is really going on with TO AB, these guys that like, especially TO was interesting because he's the first thing he did was obviously Ryan Clark is on ESPN and whatnot. And so he usually comments on all these different things. First thing was like Ryan Clark and T.O. kind of because it was brought up that T.O. was mad at Ryan Clark for putting T.O. in the same category as A.B. And T.O. responded with, I have never had any off the field issues like. And what whatnot. And I was just like looking at T.O. like. You know what? You're right, bro. Like, you never like he's been labeled as a distraction, and I don't know. They held him out the Hall of Fame for years because of his quote unquote character. But when he was talking about it, he was just like, "Dude, I just wanted to win. I had passion, and I wanted to win." Tom Brady curses out his coach on the sideline. He's a champion. He wants to win. He's a winner. He's passion. I do the same thing. I'm the villain of the NFL. And I was like, dang, bro. Facts. Are so you saying just, AB? No, I is said TO. But you're saying AB is you're you're like comparing to? Like TO was being compared to AB. Oh. I mean, has Wait, he had any off the field issues? TO has never had any off the field issues ever. Nothing. Interesting. It's kind of hard for me to believe, but I'll take your it, word on it, it. Exactly. And I was going back in my memory bank because we there is this preconception that, you know, T.O., he was like how we see A.B., I guess, today. We, oh, yeah, T.O. was just one of those guys, you know, kind of a troublemaker. But then I really went back and I was like, this dude really honestly didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. I mean, he was with your Eagles for a little bit. I mean, geez, this dude came back, played the Super Bowl with a broken leg. I don't I don't buy into the idea that you can like offset off the field issues with on the field performance. Like if you have a broken leg and you play in the sport, like that's impressive, but that doesn't offset the fact that, you know, if you have a domestic violence, which TO doesn't, but if you let's say a domestic violence issue, like those two don't offset in my head. Like like the Tyree kill is a perfect example. Like Tyree kill with his off the field issues, but it's offset by his on the field play. Like I don't, I don't buy into that mentality. I don't like that mentality. They, they don't, they don't, the two don't equal out, you know, yeah. they have different values. So, yeah. and that's what T.O. was trying to plead that like, I haven't done, I don't have any allegations towards me. And I was just like, dude, you're right. You just celebrated with some popcorn <laughs> at the end zone and whatnot. <laughs> and then uh, the same thing with Chad Johnson. I know Chad Johnson is more loved, more beloved, um, but for he kind of has that um, diva wide receiver wide receiver label on him too. When in actuality, his domestic abuse charges. Oh damn! Yeah, bummer. What year? Was it just uh, once or or twice? I see one. Yeah, thirty days in jail in twenty nineteen or twenty thirteen. Uh, for domestic violence, 
Uh, NFL star sentenced Monday to 30 days in jail for proba- probation violation in a domestic violence cha- case. Um, let's see. Failed to meet his probation officer during previous three months. Uh, I don't see what happened here hmm. exactly. Looks like a lot of stuff about his on the field stuff, but I think it was in regards to his kid. Mm, he has eight of them. Call. Oh my god, does he really? He has eight. You know, of I them. learned said... the other day. You know how many kids Nick uh, Nick Cannon has? Ten. I think he's got seventeen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he. Let that's what he does. Is he breeds kids. But Chad Johnson was over there on the on his interview talking about how he has parenting down to a science, and he is the he's the epitome of of stay at home dad. <laughs> oh, it says he has eight. That's when I was really taking notes. <laughs> Oh, you're right, David. He has eight and number nine and ten are coming later in 2022. I love that. It's like album drops <laughs> coming later in 2022, bro. Nine and ten. Now, the most <laughs> interesting one was definitely for baby mamas. Was definitely AB's interview because obviously it's more current, more recent, and it's kind of like what what what's going on? What what made you do? XYZ. And it's also very interesting because Ryan Clark was on the Steelers too at the beginning of AB's career. So it, we have somebody else there to be like, all right, this is what AB said. Ryan, what, I, what did you see that happened? And yeah, essentially what I got from it is that he just doesn't take shit from anybody. And I can't hate on that. As far as like his football stuff. And I just, not a lot of people are going to understand that. But I mean, one of the most talented wide receivers to ever do it. Will he get into the Hall of Fame? Probably not because the people are going to, uh, the writers are going to leave him out. I mean, if they thought T.O. was a problem, tuh. no, they're. They're not okay, let me it. ask you this. You said your words were he doesn't take shit for people for his on the field play. So like one of the biggest things in all of our probably professions that employers look for is coachability, right? Like, can you be coached? How do you take criticism? So do you feel like he doesn't take shit like um like like negativity or is it more criticism of his play what do you get the vibe because i feel like he just doesn't take any sort of criticism and he is going to do what he wants to do so from what i got from it is that i mean even ryan vouch for it ryan clark vouched for this that you will never see anybody work as hard as ab when it comes to football like he he goes the extra mile. And so the situation that AB was referring to is after he got his first big-time contract, they were doing one-on-one drills, wide receiver DBs. And the DB, first thing he does is slap slaps the shit out of, shit out of his helmet when AB's pull, pulling off on his, for his route. He didn't like that. So he said, you know what? They run it back. And AB pulling off the line, AB slaps the shit out of him. But then after he caught the ball and whatnot, Dick LeBeau, who was the defensive coordinator at the time of the Steelers, said some comments to Brown about not doing that shit and whatnot. And then Antonio Brown said something about, man, I I fucked him up. And (laughs) coach, if you don't stop talking, I'll fuck you up too. And that's when everything started, like a whole brawl ensued and stuff like that. Apparently, it started a whole situation. But uh, when he explained it, he said, like, no, I have the utmost respect for Dick LeBeau. He was like, you got to understand, as football football players, we're alpha competitors. Like, I'm doing one-on-one drills. It doesn't get any more competitive than that because everybody is watching. It's just you one-on-one with the other guy and everybody's watching. He's like, and he talked about how he didn't mean it as like he was literally going to go like beat the shit out of Dick LeBeau. He's like, Dick LeBeau was an all pro safety at one point in his like back in the day. He's like, I would have fucked him up on the field too if I was, if like we were playing in the same time, time frame. 
So he explains all that. And so it was more of like the players. He never he never really talked about any coaches besides Bruce Arians. He said Bruce Arians treated him like dog shit, essentially, all the time, which makes sense leading to what happened in Tampa Bay. I didn't know Bruce Arians was a coach in the Steelers organization beforehand. Uh, with So he worked with Antonio Brown, and he said, I think he said Bruce Arians literally called him a roach at one point. Okay. And so, and so he, other than that, though, it was just more of the players when the players were, would be. Uh, so you like agree with the mannerisms of that, like one on one and the, like the way he, like he said, he'd fuck up Dick LeBeau. Like you, you like, you see his side of it. You agree with it. Or what, what's your opinion on that? I just, I just, you I, explained it. It, he, he contradicts himself, you know, in every other sentence, he's contradicting the previous one. So. That's how I view it, because he's saying he respects somebody, but then he talks back to a coach. He says it's essentially his coach is trying to coach him to be better. Like you always want to rise to be better, but we're you know we're alpha competitors, so we have to play this certain way. Well, because you know I mean? Dick, Dick LeBeau, his comment to AB was that, oh, you're like, why are you slapping the shit out of him? Like essentially, AB did it in retaliation, right? Because the DB did it to him first on the first time, go first go round. AB did it the second time just for retaliation. He he literally said it would have been if Dick LeBeau didn't say anything to him, it would have been over and done with. But Dick LeBeau was getting on AB's ass in defense of the DB, because obviously sure. Dick LeBeau Dick LeBeau is the defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's the person who could tell him, like, hey, that's this a person of authority. Yeah, but that's not a and a B mentioned like he's not my coach though. Like why? But he like, is. Why? He's a coach. If if if, he's if a coach. If, okay, but, if if your boss is speaking to somebody else in the room, and it's another boss of somebody else, and they give you criticism, or I mean, do you take that criticism, or do you just kind of give them the finger, so to speak? Not like actually, not physically, but you know what I mean. Like you just brush it off. Like that's just another. That's another boss, so to speak, or another coach. So you should show them respect. I mean, that's just like how it works, don't you think? Or do you think because they're not my coach or my boss, it's it's just like irrelevant almost? I, I well, first of all, I think you know football. You can't really correlate it to what you would do in the office because it's just it's not the same thing. Sure, you're not now, school. helmets, but school. Yeah, school's another one. Yeah, teachers. It's, it's the same idea. Like they, they don't have to be your direct superior. I forgot what the actual comment was, but <laughs> look, I just don't think it, it was all that. Like it wasn't like that big of a deal. I just, I just think that like in a position like him, you will have people, and this probably isn't the best way to coach AB. But it doesn't sound like a guy who takes coaching or he's not a coachable guy, it sounds like. He's the hardest worker in the room, sure. But you can be the hardest worker in the room and still not be coachable. And that's a turnoff for a lot of people. And that's a problem for a lot of people. And that's fine. I respect his work ethic. Like like you said, and we all agree, he's one of the hardest workers in the NFL in the past couple decades. I mean, it's just it's him. I can think of J.J. Watt. You can think of Aaron Donald. You can think of a couple people. But... To turn around, I think the coach was pushing him in a way that if a DB slaps you, you're Antonio Brown, dude. Like, you are the guy. You do not need to retaliate. You do not need to go down to his level. That's and, and that's rise what Ryan, above it. And that's what Ryan Clark's perspective in all of it was. He was like, you're the guy now. You got the money. Because AB sees it as like, oh, the young guy gets the money. They want to treat him. They 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 want to be like all jealous and mad at him. But Ryan Clark was like, "No, dude, it's because you got the money, so you have a new level of responsibility." But at the same time, Ryan Clark was like, "You know, he he's like one of that's the, the it's it's hard because it's one of those things that makes a b a b. It's kind of like a um." There, 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 there's other players that I have uh, on the tip of my tongue where it's like, you know, 
what they do here is a little questionable, but that's what makes them so great. Out like on Tyreek. I don't know what Tyreek be doing because. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, what's ty- what's ty- name? What, I, I, I don't know, but essentially that's what makes AB AB. And like, there's never been anything about him not being coachable. No one's ever put that out there. I mean, not, not that I've heard. Um, I think his actions, though, show you that he's not very coachable. Yeah, like the locker think... room incident. I, I just, he doesn't take criticism, like I- at least well. So, and and I'm not going to say that he's he he's horrible in that respect, but I'm 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 comparing this in a way that his talent level is, let's say, a ten. Okay, his talent level, his production is a ten. His coachability is probably like a four. In order to be one of the best, I feel like you have to be a 10 in most of those regions. That's just that's just how it is. So if you're lacking in one department more, so much more than the other one, I feel like it's pretty obvious. I mean, if you're running off the field of the Jets and it just it doesn't scream coachable to me, you know? Well, well, like I said, the one coach that did he did mention that serious issues with Bruce Arians. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know that that one was like a weird like I didn't I didn't know Bruce Arians was on the Pittsburgh staff, so I didn't know they had history already as it is. Um, but report right here, twenty seventeen. Antonio Brown frequently ran wrong routes when unhappy with offense. <laughs> I just I. You can never take away what he's done on the field. You can never take away how hard he works or any of that stuff. And I feel like that's why he's so defensive of those parts of him. He always, every time I watch an interview where somebody's criticizing him, he's like, man, you don't know how hard I work. Like, I work harder than anybody else. Like, nobody's taking that away from you. But you have to be coached at the highest level, pushed to the highest level. And not all coaches coach the same. And some of them don't coach you the way that you need to be coached. Right? Like, some people don't respond to, you know, a guy sitting there yelling at you. Other guys I mean, respond, you know what I mean? The, the problem was never coaching. It was that he said there's no there was in the Steelers after the the little Super Bowl run they had, their last Super Bowl run, he said there was no cohesiveness. There was there was no camaraderie. He said because he was on the team when they won the Super Bowl. And he said, you know, I saw Troy Palomalu, all these people, I saw the cohesiveness, the camaraderie this team had. And then by the time like my third year came around, you know, I got paid and whatnot that camaraderie wasn't there. Like these guys just aren't all the guys weren't on the same page anymore. Okay. Whose responsibility is that? Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. You said Troy Palomalu though. It's, it's, it's the responsibility of the prime players to be leaders in the locker room. Yeah. But the, the, these guys were kind of like Troy Palomalu was like his last season. They're all, he, I understand that. And Ryan Clark was saying defensively, they were good. They were cohesive. It was the offensive side of the ball, which I guess kind of made sense because you got who knows what Big Ben, you know, was doing over there. And I don't know. I, like that, he's he's a guy that he is not a leader. He isn't. He's he's shown repeatedly he's not a leader. And when you talk about cohesiveness in a locker room after getting paid, they pay you. And you're a leader in that locker room. You have been paid because you have you have produced that position. You are a leader in the locker room. Leader isn't the rookie. Leader isn't you know a guy who's who's uh, who hasn't been paid yet. It's just it's just not how it is. Rodrigo is a leader, bro, but he's not a leader yet. Once he gets paid, because I know that man's gonna make the roster. I know he's gonna be a starter. That man, he he works too hard. But that I mean, you that's don't have a leader. To, you don't have to get paid to be a leader, and just because you get paid doesn't mean you're a leader. But it's but it's a mile. I feel like it's a step in that direction, like a like a tangible step. Like you have been paid eighty million dollars, lead our organization to wins. You know what I mean? Like we we are paying you to win us games. I, I can see that. that. I can see that. The problem is Big Ben. With Big Ben being there, there's an obvious veteran leader at the quarterback position. There can be multiple leaders in a locker room. There, I think there can, but. Like, but it's you, the ego. You, but you expect Big Ben. If you're looking at the Steelers lineup on the offensive side, you expect Big Ben to be the main, the main leader. Sure, but it doesn't mean that Antonio Brown can't be a leader. 
Like, that's what I'm saying is like, just because Big Ben is a leader doesn't mean that it's exclusive. You know, hell, you would want a whole team of leaders because they understand that at the end of the day, somebody's going to step up and you follow their lead. What I'm just the main ego, point, bro, the ego. main point I'm getting at is that it was nice listening to these interviews because you can't believe everything the media puts out there and how they the pin, the picture. Because like what you're saying right now, somewhat is true, but somewhat I can see like this is what the media portrays this guy to be when in actuality, this is like this is the situation and this is what happened, which. It's not like it's wrong. It's not totally wrong. Like you're not totally, you're not wrong. But at the same time, there's a lot of context that is being missed, which is like, okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Kind of. Yeah. I whereas, agree with bef- that. whereas before you were just like, what a jackass. <laughs> I, a jackass. Yeah. No, I agree. I think he's, I mean, he's very ego driven. So, but I don't disagree with you. I think you're, you're right for a lot of reasons, and you're right. I don't. I don't know the guy. I, I. I don't know the context. I just know the actions that, you know, the. I don't know the context that led led up to the actions, but I saw the action and I saw how he treated people and how he he portrayed himself. It's not. It's not leadership type stuff. I mean, he's he's very ego driven, and he's I'm okay with that. He's gonna. He's, be a, he's a wide rediva. He he's gonna be the leader of my fantasy football league. Fantasy sure football so. team 2022. Yeah, Wednesday, well, two fans. Wednesday, our draft special, live, live fantasy football draft special. Ooh, I'm excited. True. I'm excited I'm, too. I'm ready. I've the, been itching to draft, bro. I'm ready. Piggyback off real quick just to end that. Uh, the, you can't believe the media. I mean, perfect example is the Manti Teo thing where they all said he was gay. Perfect, perfect example right there. You can't believe the media and everything they say. I agree. With I you. think one one of the craziest things when the Deadspin reporters were like, "It's crazy we we put this out there as to highlight how ESPN and Fox Sports or whatever they don't fact check their sources. They just put stuff out there without checking their sources, and it turned into is Manti Teo gay." whatnot and it's like it's kind of crazy because they're like that's not what we were going for like yeah but took- they control the narrative right it- espn controls the narrative so that's what they switched it to that's like that's that's the crazy shit when you think about that like fourth wall that's like that's the crazy shit that you got to consider they don't want yeah. that out there yeah and <sighs> the narrative and that and it just it's mind-blowing how how that how it kind of like you said take a light takes a life of its own i i think uh declare i sent you something on twitter last night there's a account called ball sack sports on twitter yeah and they're always putting these quotes and this stuff and it's totally made up yeah but these people keep going on the espns the fox sports of the world and they keep reiterating these tweets and it's i i it's so hilarious. Like I keep finding these clips of like, it's the funniest shit ever. And it's just like, bro, come on. Bro. Dude, <laughs> y'all, got dude. Du- y'all got duped by ball sack sports. Bro. Dude, I got sacked a couple times. No, no question, dude. They, they get me every once in a while. The, I think John, I Morant, the John Morant one. They're over there debating on first take. The John Morant is uh, the Michael Jordan. John Morant about Michael Jordan. And it was from ball sack sports, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen um a lot of Stephen A. Smith clips from Ballsack Sports that are very very uh, questionable. That you can tell he gets his his research from. So one of his researchers found Ballsack Sports and just put that in his notes, and it's hilarious. And credit to them, whoever if it's one person, multiple people, to where they make up these bogus storylines, but they're just just within grasp true enough for people to believe it <laughs> crazy i mean like we're the, steve, in, yeah. the steve nash with the Kyrie mvp with the steve nash like hey can i see kobe's tro- mvp trophies i haven't followed him i stopped following him because i got sacked too many times i couldn't do it anymore i like <laughs> fell for one 
that was like it was crazy but i had seen similar reports i just obviously didn't look into it enough and then i fully believed it i was like damn like i i wish i could remember what it was but it was definitely something with football where somebody was injured somebody had something and i was like damn bro like really maybe it was like the unvaccinated thing with aaron Rodgers. that's probably what it was along those lines um which by the way i watched the part in my take and i do not listen to part of my take rarely i watched it too i watched it with too. aaron Rodgers. yeah very very good and he went on joe rogan along with fucking mark zuckerberg how crazy is that mark zuckerberg went on joe rogan i, I still have to listen to that one but that'll be i need i need to listen to the aaron Rodgers one dude listen, listen to the mark zuckerberg one i'm sure that one is going to be just bonkers so yeah. very cool but back to our main sports topic that we started with and then tangent off we think tom brady's having personal issues or do we think it's nothing Oh, it's definitely personal issues. He looks sad. My boy looking sad. You think something like like we, we smell a divorce on the on the rise, or do we not want to put that into the air? I don't want to put that in the air, man. Not for That's my fair. boy. Not for my boy. Come on, man. Don't do that, man. All right. Well, let's 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 play a quote unquote fun game then. If he gets divorced, <laughs> um, how many more seasons of the NFL do you think he's gonna play? Dog, this man's choosing football over Giselle. I can't, bro. Dude, I think I think if he gets divorced, he's probably gonna play until he's fifty. Yeah, I say two more. I say two more. This man is choosing football over Giselle, and he already won like ten championships, bro. Like, <laughs> he's a competitor. Yeah, but like, shit, man. <laughs> At 45, you know, 20 plus seasons, just, just choose the wife, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> Coming from a stay at home dad, that's a pretty easy answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying football is going to be, he might be able to football. And then what? He's going to be like, damn, Giselle, baby, baby, come back. From the outside looking in, they've always looked like one of the better football couples mm -hmm. you know what i mean like as far as super super stardom like two just you know meteoric heroes in society her and the modeling and him in football i think it's been like pretty good so i would be shocked if they had you know turmoil like that it's because they have one of the few relationships like actually successful relationships where even though tom brady's a football player he's not even the breadwinner so that's true so like it, it's very even, I guess you could say. They it, Giselle doesn't rely on Brady's money or anything, so Brady doesn't have probably doesn't have the ultimate, you know, control that most of the athlete relationships are. In which, like, I play football and make all the money, girl. They're like, dang. All right few Fine. things before we sign off uh you might have to help me with this uh baker mayfield named the starter correct yep name the starter not really shocked by that are we shocked by that yeah i mean sam darnold or him i, I feel like you know it's a pretty easy choice i would say yeah he played pretty good in his uh he's pretty sure darnold's injured no i don't know shit Somebody got ball sacked. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> that's check. the thing nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, no, it, he it, is it, injured. It, there you go. Significant high ankle sprain. So there you go. That was it. Uh, and then help me with the Steelers starter. I think it's uh, Trubisky they're starting. Mm. I think they named Trubisky the starter. Over which who? Is uh, well, you have the new that kid dude. picked it. Yeah, pick it. Oh, I was like, was it? Was he competing with that dude that got hit with the helmet by uh, Miles Garrett? Uh, no, Mason Rudolph is the. There other we go. One. That's that's him. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like yeah, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be starting. We'll see how he does. I I mean, I hope the best for Mitchell Trubisky. I really do. He's kind of been through the ringer, so I hope he at least produces something and. I'm a big Mike T fan, so I hope I hope it works out well. Uh, but I think that's about everything that goes on sports. We're we're getting into football season. We have the draft on Wednesday. I'm excited for that, dude. I'm so excited. I'm very Fucking excited. Ben. How many? Are you doing? 
you're doing so we have the gridiron two fans and then your other one right yeah okay good because we you we were going to do the bachelor one and i was thinking to myself david cannot do four leagues there's no way the stay-at-home dad has that much time nah so all right well three leagues i'll be i'll be just in two oh no amateur status just two i don't have that kind of time man i don't have that kind of time (laughs) um Two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, at Slice Devils Podcast. Um, you can follow David. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh, a little cough there. I was trying to hold it back for the the outro, but I couldn't do it. Uh, you want to follow my boy, Mister Stay at Home Dad, at Cowboy Canella on Twitter at its underscore Mister underscore Bombastic and at Alex Declare. We will see you for the draft. <laughs>